Hey everybody, I'm Nick Galfis. I play Dr. Halstead in Chicago Med, and you are listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Friday. Welcome to episode 186. Last week was 185, which I did not get correct at the time of recording. <laughs> uh, but this week for sure confirmed is episode 186, right? Correct. Right. Good. Correct. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So today we're going to go back in the vault. We're going all the way back to season one of fire 2012 back in the vault season one, episode 23 called let her go. If you're wondering what this one is, if you're just like, let her go, what is that? Okay, this was not only the one right before the finale, but this is also the Chicago PD backdoor pilot. Heck yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I've wanted to do this one for a while. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't done this one yet. I know, I know. We've done the med backdoor pilot, mm-hmm. but we've never done this one. Mm-hmm. Have, we, have we done the justice backdoor pilot? Do we want to do the justice backdoor pilot? <sighs> I don't know. I was just thinking, no, we haven't, but I don't know if I want to do the Justice Backdoor Pilot. I mean, that one actually is not bad because- It's not bad. Yeah. It's not. And there are some, there, there's a good Berzik moment in there, if I remember correctly. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually is a good one. That's not, that's not a bad one. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll do that one eventually, but- It was when they set Justice free and, and left them to their own devices that things went downhill. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I know. Brian is like, quit talking about justice, please. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got a little bit of news today. Nothing official, just like little things, you know, whatever. Um, we're at the point now, like things are about to get started. So everybody's just kind of like keeping their eyes wide open for any inkling of anything. Um, and the only little bit we've had is the, the Chicago PD Extras page on Facebook. They've put out a casting call or two. Just for, I think there was one that they put out. There were, they had put out a casting call and then they had to reel it back because there was a script change. So everybody was freaking out about that. But I think that's pretty normal to have a script change. So yeah, I don't think that's like, I just think it's advertised. And so everyone's like, oh my God, there's a script change. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, just chill. I don't yeah. think it's that big of a deal. I think we're okay. Yeah. And then Chicago Fire on their extras Facebook page, which I didn't know they had an extras page until today. But yeah, me either. Yeah, um, they put out two. So one of them was for a baby shower, and the other one was for an accident scene. Now, Twitter went nuts on the one for the baby shower, but just keep in mind, you guys, it may not be Chloe. We hope it's Chloe. We hope it's Chloe, but it may not be Chloe. It could exactly. be a call. It could be anything. So um, some of the chatter on Twitter was like, "Oh, they're spoiling. They're spoiling." I have two comments to that. Okay, first off, a I just said it may not be Chloe. Second of all, I think that's a spoiler we would want, right? Right. Yeah. Because it means Cruz is alive. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah. I don't think there's anything too much to read into it. I mean, like you said, it could be a call easily. And it says like searching for males and females. Like, I feel like if it was Chloe's baby shower, maybe it would just, I mean, how many other people is she going to have at this baby shower? Right. If, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But. We'll see. And we, we realize we're just grasping at straws here, but you know, we, we, if you're listening to us right now, you miss the shows just as much as we do. So, you know, yeah. how it is. well, and their second one about the accident 
um, scene. I mean, it is a, a two day accident scene is like, that's like a big deal. I mean, I mean, not, I mean, like not a big, I mean, it's bigger. Let's put it this way. It's a bigger accident scene. Yeah. It's not as big a deal for, you know, a season premiere, but like, mm-hmm. it's still a pretty big deal for them to shoot one accident, you know, for two days. So, yeah. so we're keeping our eyes peeled at all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I've recently discovered the filming permits page that I try to decipher and crack. There's nothing juicy yet, <laughs> you know. I just things will get really good when the behind the scenes photos start rolling in I know but like soon but soon yeah and they they I believe they start July 20th ish yeah it's like next week yeah yes I'm so excited so (laughs) yeah get your detective hats back on guys we're doing the thing I'll look Taylor Kinney that's all I really I'm like Taylor (laughs) Taylor Marina Joe where you at Brandy, Tony, Tony, yeah, like, where are you guys at? (laughs) Is that Marina or is that just another brunette? No, it's just another brunette. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just that game, that game. But not, we don't have to worry on med because everybody's fine. But yeah, whatever. I guess it's more going to be like, are Tori and Yaya coming back to film real exits? Because like, those were not exits, but okay. That's literally all the news we've got. So, uh, oh, well, it's not technically all the news we've got. You guys, the word, the word, uh, jazz hands. Uh, we've been talking about it for weeks now. We won't shut up about it. If you don't know what it is, you need to go listen to our interview with Derek Haas. It is Friday. Voting has closed. Voting has closed. Okay. So we have a winning word, but we're not announcing it today. You got to tune in next week and we will announce the winning word. So, yep. Sorry. Yep. Not sorry. Gonna be worth the wait. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited too. And playing the game this season of like watching fire and like just listening out for it at every moment. It's gonna be Listening fun. to literally every word. Every single word. Every yeah. actor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. So yeah, stay tuned next week to find out which word won. So that'll be awesome. Uh, yeah, so that's about it for the news. You guys know, just send us stuff that you see. And we're getting to the point now that news is going to start pouring in again. Yes. Can't wait till we get an episode description. Oh <laughs> my goodness. I may cry like going tears of joy. Break. I yeah, cry tears of joy. <laughs> yeah. The minute that group, or the minute that episode description pops up, like that very first one, just all productivity is going out the window. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Bad and awesome at the same time. Bad for my productivity. Awesome for my life. But also bad for anxiety too, because it's going to be ambiguous for all. I mean, fire and PD primarily, med, whatever. But (laughs) yeah, fire and PD, we're going to be like, that's so vague. Yeah. Or watch it be like very specific and we're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Severide, Cruz, Cap, and Tony deal with the fallout from the helicopter accident. So if they're dealing, they're alive. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not injured. Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah right so fingers crossed just manifesting good happy alive thoughts for squad and burgess (laughs) and burgess squad and burgess yeah yep Yep. so all right um before we jump into the episode we're gonna kind of piggyback on our marvel episode because we can why not and uh do a little marvel roundup because since the last time we talked marvel there's been some new content uh yeah Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, little movie called Black Widow. Um, a little trailer for What If. 
and a, a little finale for a tiny little show called Loki. Just a little tiny little show. Yeah, a little bitty show, a little bitty show. Okay, let's start with Black Widow. What did you think? Oh my God, I loved it. I did too. I honestly, I haven't rewatched it since because I went to see it in the theater. So I just haven't rewatched it. I haven't bought it or anything yet. Uh, it honestly could be in like one of my top movie. I movies. I I loved it. It was fantastic. And it, 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 it was like the prequel. It, it was the prequel we needed, but also like, why did we get it as a prequel? Why didn't we just get it in the timeline after Civil I, War? That's what I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why it didn't come somewhere between Civil War and Infinity War. I don't mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. Would have made Except a lot of sense. Except maybe they thought that it had something to do with that end scene. And like, obviously the end scene we couldn't have until they set up phase four. Mm-hmm. But either, and so I don't know what came first. The concept, I guess the concept of the movie and then the end scene, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But it definitely, it definitely makes a lot of sense. I feel like it helped, for me personally, I feel like it helped fill the context of why uh, Natasha makes the decision to sacrifice herself. Yeah. In, in game. Like, I feel like it makes so much more sense now. Like why she did it. Like she felt the need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot more stuff made sense. And just like Florence effing pew y'all. She was amazing. She was amazing. and funny. I thought David Harbour was hysterical too. I just, I loved, and I loved the whole family, even though it's obviously such an unconventional family. Like I loved their whole little family. Um, I just, I loved every second of it. Yeah. And the little details that all like the diehard Marvel fans always pick up on at the end are just like perfect. Somebody on TikTok had pointed out that uh, David Herbert's character, he had Natasha and Yelena's names tatted on his arm. So, I mean, he did consider them family, even though mm-hmm. he did a horribly gross fucked up thing when they were little. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just, I, I loved it. And I thought that in credit scene was like, that was the mind blower. Well, and it was so funny because obviously I went to see it in theaters and the guy who was sitting like, she wasn't, he wasn't sitting like right next to me, but like the next, you know, there's a space and then next to me, mm-hmm. he like got up as soon as the movie was over. And I was like, dude, like, what the fuck? I was like, do you not know what Marvel movies are? Like, you even Marvel, bro. Yeah. Right. I was like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Cause like the whole, like having like the theater reaction, everyone's like, oh shit. It's yeah. Like, did everybody freak? <laughs> yeah. It was fun. That's awesome. Really fun. That's awesome. The minute that the countess was like, do you want to go after the person responsible for her death? Like before she even showed the picture, I was like, at first I was like, Than- Than- Thanos? And then I was like, no, Hawkeye. And I saw the iPad and I was like, oh. Like, I swear to God, if they kill off Hawkeye too. Oh man, I'm not. I, I don't. I, I, love, I, I love Hawkeye. I mean, it, it would be like very not like it would be pretty unjust right because I mean nobody was really responsible for Nat's death no I yeah and I think that'll be the conclusion but like I swear to god if they actually kill off yet a third Avenger I will I hope that's not the case I could see Elena and Hawkeye like coming to understand each other by the end of the Hawkeye series I don't know but also there's another account I follow on TikTok um that says that somewhere in the comics because I know nothing about the comics absolutely nothing I just go into these and I'm like that was amazing and then my friend is like so in the comics I'm like shut your mouth <laughs> they uh, somebody pointed out then the comics the countess forms the dark avengers and I think Yelena is one of those 
I have no idea. I know yeah, I know she plays like a bigger role and I'll be curious to see what, you know, mm-hmm. comes of it. But um yeah, because I know a lot of people were even talking about the in the comics too, I guess Taskmaster, the mm-hmm. villain, is like apparently a much bigger, more complex villain in the mm-hmm. comics. And so a lot of people were disappointed by how subdued she was in this. And I was like, I don't really care. I mean, like, because I only know her from the movie. So I was like, I don't. I didn't, you know, I was like, uh. yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Just you guys, this movie had me crying 13 minutes in the opening sequence had me crying like a baby. Oh my God. Yeah. I thought it was, I, it was excellent. <laughs> Who knew that a Nirvana cover could bring us all to our knees? Yeah. As soon as you texted me that, I was like, oh, just wait. I was <laughs> like, just wait. I literally texted Brian all caps. I'm like, why am I crying? It's a fucking Nirvana song. It's so good. Yeah. So good, yeah. I cried at that, and then I cried at the credit scene when we realized that Yelena was at Nat's grave. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's so good. Really, so, really so, good. So yeah. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, the What If trailer was Oh, my awesome. God. I rewatched it this morning, mm-hmm. knowing now what we know about Loki, and obviously mm-hmm. that'll be the next content we get, and I, it hits even, like, ten times harder. Yeah. Now that I've seen the Loki finale, the What If trailer hits so much better. Yeah, and yeah. I already was really excited, but I it like mm, it's so good. It's gonna be an interesting like mix to see like the hybrids of characters they come up with. They've already made Funko Pops for it, so like there's a mm-hmm. Captain Carter, there's a T'Challa, Star Lord, mm-hmm. that trip. <laughs> yeah, um, and also I think it'll be interesting too to see it animated because mm-hmm. um, obviously we don't really get Marvel content animated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd rather take that and still have all the original voice actors. Like, I'm glad it's, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth. Like, that makes it really exciting for me. Yeah. Um, also, obviously, it'll be the last time we get Chadwick Boseman, um, which is really sad. But I'm really glad that we have this. Yeah. Um, which will be really fun. Um, Sebastian yeah. Stan posted a cute video on Insta the other day um, about, like, when he was in, like, the booth recording the voice for that. And it was just, like, bloopers. Really? Yeah. Sebastian Stan, though, anything he does, I'm like, that's adorable. Yeah. I'm also really excited for the Killmonger one. Um, yeah. That'll look really good. Um, that looks really good. Yeah. yeah I'm just, are. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for all of it. Yep. Yep. And, and we now that we know like... what we know about, you know, the timeline and the, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I know the timeline. Oh, I know. Um, it's so good. And we only have to go like a month without Marvel. We can do that. Yeah. We can do that. Totally. Do that. Yeah. Totally I really want to rewatch like, some of the old movies that I'm not as for, you know, like I haven't seen Guardians in a while. So like, that'll probably keep me busy until. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Time. Guardians is fun. Yeah. I love, I, I do like the Guardians. So. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Speaking of the timeline, um, freaking Loki. Holy shit. Damn. That was a good finale. Oh my God. It was so good. It was so good. I am not even upset about what sylvie did i i understand like why she Mm -hmm. did what she did and i understand why she betrayed loki she didn't mean to it's just that this is the moment that like her whole life has been building up to and when it finally arrived she couldn't just let it pass yeah um but i also understand like from loki's perspective too like why he's hurt by what she did Mm -hmm. and why he didn't want to do what she did you know like i understand all of it but like damn yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, Sylvie is still a Loki. She's still like a version of him. And I'm sure that he took that really hard because, you know, he sees all the growth that he's doing and mm-hmm. like 
he feels all the growth and the progress that he's made. And so for Sylvie to go back on that, he, he, I, I imagine he took that kind of personally. Yeah. Um, but no, dang, it's just, it's so good. And now that we have obviously no more TVA, you get the timeline is starting to branch off. And obviously that sets up not only what if, but it sets up spider-man it's it's a doctor strange i imagine i still don't really understand how shang chi and the eternals fit into all this but i'm sure they'll fit in marvelous marvelously no pun intended but i just i don't know like i love seeing how it's like all starting i'm like oh shit like Mm -hmm. i'm like damn this is gonna be so good I could, I, I think this can, this can provide a good reason for why the Eternals finally get involved. Cause they're like, oh, now shit's really fucked up. Even though they're like, you know, everybody's like, well, where the hell were you when the Avengers were doing their thing? I could see the Eternals being like, oh, now we should step in. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. guys really fucked it up now. Like, yeah. Yeah, let us, just, let us step aside. Just step aside. Let us fix things. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it's going to be interesting to see like Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, like all Spider-Manning side by side. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. That's cool. Um, And we get a season two of Loki, which is really exciting. It's the first Marvel project to get a season two. Well, Marvel Disney Plus project to get a season two. That's so exciting. And I totally missed that. I fast forwarded through the credits. I was like, there's a credit scene. There's gotta be, there's gotta be. And then I hopped on TikTok and everybody was like, there's a season two. I was like, the fuck did I miss? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm, Yeah. So not only do we get a season two, but WandaVision got 20 something, 23 Emmy nominations this week. Yeah. Also Dodd Cheadles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bless the man. Bless the man. I mean, if we were looking to nominate somebody at a Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it probably should have been Carl Lumley. I mean, probably. I mean, no offense to Don Cheadle, because I do like John Cheadle, but anyone but him. He had one line of dialogue. It was like 95 seconds, I think is what someone said. And my favorite, though, was his tweet. Yeah. (laughs) He was basically like, yeah, I don't really get it either. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm looking up right now to see who else he's nominated with. Uh, Let's see. Outstanding guest actor in a... That's a drama series. I wanted a limited series of Wikipedia. Um, Let's see. But yeah, I mean, um, Paul Bettany got nominated. Um, mm-hmm. Catherine Elizabeth. Hahn got nominated. Elizabeth Olsen got nominated. I just, I love it. As they were literally like the, the nominations were pouring in and I was like, yes, yes, awesome. Woo-hoo! Like, it was awesome. Yeah, it's really exciting to see them get some love. Yeah, so exciting. Super exciting. Um, I May Destroy You got nominated, which I was ecstatic about because that show was incredible. Uh the boys got nominated. The boys got nominated. You, I, that, I love it. I'm like over the moon. Just yeah, it's 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 about time. Did you see Eric Kripke's tweet? Which tweet? He tweeted when they got nominated, and he was like, he tweeted like the screen grab, and then the hashtag was the Emmys voted for a ten foot dick. <laughs> no, I didn't, but that's hysterical. Oh, that show is so gloriously fucked up. I love it, and I love that it got nominated. It's awesome. Oh, it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. Okay, here we go. So, uh, outstanding lead actor in a limited series. Okay, that's not guest actor, but <laughs> hang on. Outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie. Michaela Cole getting nominated. Like, I, that whole category of outstanding lead actress, like, I want everybody to win because they're all amazing. But um, Anya Taylor Joy in The Queen's Gambit. Oh, that's so good. 
Okay, let's see. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm doing that thing where I get really excited and start not making sense. I'm looking uh, for the, let's see. Now, Jonathan Majors is nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor. Jonathan Majors being revealed as King the Conqueror on the season finale of Loki. He's nominated for Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then reality competition, variety talk series, limited series, outstanding comedy series. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, it's Where not is- giving me the guest actor nod. Hang on. Um, guest actress. Oh, it's just guest actor drama. Was it? Yeah. Okay. It's Charles Dance from The Crown, Don Cheadle, uh, Courtney Vance from Lovecraft Country, Carl Weathers from The Mandalorian, and then Timothy Elephant from The Mandalorian. Huh. The guy from The Crown will probably take that because The Crown always cleans up. I, I can't say I've not seen anybody in any of those other. I've not seen any of the other shows, so I, don't I gotta know, catch but. up on The Crown. Um, yeah, I've always been meaning to watch it. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? We need to talk. Um, we should message Emily and see what she thought about uh the Emmy nods. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, um, Emily Longaretta, our friend at Us Weekly. We just love to talk TV with everybody, so you know, you know how we go. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. I think it's time to move into the episode. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. So as we said before, this is the Chicago PD backdoor pilot, Chicago Fire season one, episode 23. Okay. Called Let Her Go. If you're wondering where we're at in <laughs> the sacred Chicago Fire timeline, uh, Hallie has just died. Hallie died in the episode before that. She died a horrible death. Um, Mills and Dawson are dating. Dawson just came clean to Mills about knowing about the affair that Bowden had with Mills's mom. Mm-hmm. And Severide and Shay are trying to have a bibe together. A bibe. A bibe. A bibe. <laughs> have you seen any of Schitt's Creek? No, but that's just funny. I need you to. That's, that's how Moira says baby. She's like, why is the bibe crying? <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. Oh, man. So... We open this episode, and again, Hallie has just died. So Herman is addressing, he's addressing everyone next morning at shift. And I mean, Herman's really the perfect person. He's the one you want to hear from after a crisis, right? Like, yeah, Herman's always the one you want to hear from. They're supposed to open Molly's after the next shift because, again, it's, it's, it's the early days. It's season one. Molly's is not even a thing yet. So Herman's like we were gonna push it but then we decided to make it a celebration of Hallie's life which is like the most perfect Chicago fire way to open a bar it really is so it's perfect yeah so Bowden is just like listen Casey's not here he's meeting with CPD cool so Casey pulls up to the district and there was no 21st yet there was no bullpen there was nothing so i think that they building actually... looks so weird when he like walks in and it's yeah. not obviously the lobby of the 21st i'm like where is he like this is not what i'm used to i wonder if they built that set or if they had to actually film like outside an old police station i don't know i don't know yeah yeah so interesting so Casey pulls up to the district. He walks up the stairs and everything, and he meets the uh, the the very first version of plot. Yep, played yep. by JB Smoove. JB Smoove, yes. Um, I did not get to look him up before we started, but he's been in a lot of stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been like he was like sad. I mean, he's known for like kind of being a comedian. So obviously, um, like Saturday Night Live, he was on for a while. Um, yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. 
Yeah. So he's like the OG Platt. And uh, he's sarcastic like Platt. And he's a ball buster like Platt. But uh, Casey walks in and he's like, oh, there's a firefighter here. Like, oh, look at him. He's all well slept. And Jules, we all remember Jules, right? She's like, no, stop. Like, uh, and reminds him like, hey, you know, this is the- just lost his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So- Jules takes him upstairs and meets he meets up with Antonio and Voight. And remember, it's season one. Casey and Voight are still like oil and water. Like Voight's like, I'll work with you, but Casey's like, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, I only deal with Antonio. Yes, that was so good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. So yeah, Casey makes himself really clear and Voight handles it well though. Casey's like, I only deal with you, and Voight's just like, proceed. Like, <laughs> go right ahead, Antonio. So Antonio tells him that Hallie was struck in the head before the fire was started. So she was murdered, essentially. Horrible death, which Mm -hmm. you'll always hear us talk about that, but oh, it's gruesome. So a report comes in over the radio about the car that fled the clinic fire um, and how it was spotted. So Sermons and Barnes. Sermons and Barnes are the OG Bergewater. Mm-hmm. OG Birdwater. Okay, so Sermons is played by Tanya Raymond, who you will know as the Jody Arias to Jesse Lee Soffer's Travis, Trevor, whatever his name is. Uh, Jesse was in the Jody Arias movie opposite Tanya Raymond. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our six degrees of Chicago PD. Um, and Barnes is played by a little no name actor named Scott Eastwood. Oh. I know. I love Scotty Eastwood. Little baby Scotty Eastwood too. I honestly though kind of forgot until I saw this scene and as I was watching the episode there were two things I kind of forgot. One, I forgot they really technically weren't in intelligence. They were just beat cops. Yeah. And two, they weren't even really in it that much. But yet mm-hmm. all like everyone talks about when we like because we put it out on Twitter, we were like, hey, what do you remember about this episode? Everyone's like, Scott Eastwood. Eastwood. <laughs> and like the fact that that's what we remember, but he really wasn't in it is like, oh, okay. I remember when they were contemplating the spinoff, they were like, meet the cast, meet the PD kids. And I remember clicking through everything. I had no clue who Scott Eastwood was. And then I clicked on his profile. I was like, oh, he's Clint Eastwood's kid. Okay, cool. Great. And then like he blew up and just became this like idol. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been in a lot since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Um, the first thing that always comes to mind for me is the Wildest Dreams video, just because he's such a dreamboat in that video. And that song is just so good. Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind for me is when he was in The Longest Ride, which is like one of my favorites. I haven't seen that. I love that movie. See, I went looking for gifts to post of him when we were like promoting this episode, and there was there were a lot of a lot of him like bull riding, which I knew was from that movie, but I haven't I haven't seen it. I love it. that movie. I had a big Nicholas Sparks phase at the end of high school. Um, read a I bunch still of love books. a good yeah i still i mean love a good nicholas sparks book i mean i think he got canceled somewhere along the line probably. for being like a massive racist probably but i was way into his like i was way into his books and movies and stuff in in, in high school um he actually did a book signing in my area with my senior year of high school and he was actually i just remember him being really nice but then like years later he got canceled so yeah yeah um haven't gone back to much Nicholas Sparks since. Um, I think the last last one I read was probably the lucky one. Uh, I love that one too. Or Dear John. Uh, Dear John, the book was 
amazing the movie i was like why would you f up these details why yeah i doubt yeah agree the book is great the movie the chemistry i love channing tatum obviously love amanda seyfried but yeah the details the ending i mean they changed that it's just yeah it's just not that was one of those that was one of those book to movie adaptations where the book was so good that literally all you have to do is hand the director the book and be like here's your script yeah oh and then the lucky one was, that was a good one too. I did not have Zac Efron in my brain as the main guy in that one, but it worked. Uh, yeah. I love me some Zac Efron too. So you. if I still think about the ending to Dear John, I'm still just like my heart, like John sold the coin collection to pay for the cancer treatment. And uh, yeah. Oh, so good. Now I like want to go back and <laughs> like read all these books and like watch all these movies again. Um, there's a very quick Scott Porter cameo in Dear John as well. There is. There is. There is. Yep. And they did the Grey's Anatomy thing of using a Snow Patrol song in the trailer, which of course is everybody. I know. I can't hear that song and not think of that damn trailer in that movie. I know. I know. I think the song is like... And I lay down Yes! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, if you ever want to like emotionally manipulate somebody, use a Snow Patrol song but actually though yeah and if you want to like foreshadow a disaster just play chasing cars <laughs> that works yeah so how did we get to snow patrol <laughs> anyway back to scott eastwood and tanya raymond yes yes okay so they're the beat cops um and yeah i mean yeah so they go after this car that they found the guys bail on the car so they go on a foot chase and Barnes finds her guy, like, hide, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Scott Eastwood finds his guy hiding under a box. And then Sermons has to, like, chase his. And, like, she busts out, like, the battering stick or something. It's, like, the taser. The, the taser first. Yeah, the taser at the end. But she has, like, the stick first. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they have a chase scene, a little action scene, whatever. So Intelligence and Casey, they roll up. And uh, I did like when Sermons was filling them in and the guy was like calling her a bitch or whatever. And she's like, he resisted, like, <laughs> which he did. He did. Yeah, That's he fair. did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their guys are just a bunch of like, they're, they're drug addicts, they're oxy heads. And they bought the car from some random guy named Shorty for 500 bucks to do a bunch of stick ups. Really, really smart, brilliant criminals. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, the willingness to have Casey along for the ride made me laugh because, like, I mean, they're just like, sure, Mr. Firefighter, who has absolutely no training, jump on in, shadow us, totally fine and safe. I mean, they obviously wouldn't have done that if it wasn't, like, Casey. And obviously, Casey being friends with Gabby and Antonio kind of insisting that Casey can tag along. Yeah, true. True true so Jules checks out the car and she finds a trap door in the cd compartment um you know what cracked me up about this is that Jules is like so back in narcotics we used to knock around these cars to find trap for dope she fully explains it and then she finds the trap and Casey still goes what does that mean (laughs) it's like duh you're looking for someone like a major player I don't know how much more clear that can be Oh, a hidden compartment in the CD area? He was just hiding candy, Casey. No big deal. <laughs> Come on. He was hiding one joint. That's what he was just doing. Just one. Just, just one. one. <laughs> oh, Casey. Silly Casey. Oh, 
Uh, so back at the firehouse, Shay pulls Severide aside and she is just like in full type A go, go, go mode about having the baby. And she wants something written up legally just in case something happens to one of them, which like, I didn't realize at the time, but in 2012 to have this storyline going on was like ballsy mm-hmm. and kind of groundbreaking. Yeah. I, 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 I wish they hadn't like dropped it by the wayside but what else are they gonna do right i mean it's a brand new show they're not gonna give this couple a baby like one season in yeah and then obviously they decided to go and kill shay so rude yeah obviously foreshadowing that too but oh my god you're right hey now that there now that there's been like multiple nexus events there's an alternate timeline that exists where shay is still alive oh man I mean, hey, we've got our One Chicago Heaven spinoff already, so in our head, so we're fine. <laughs> there, there are variant Severide and Shays running around. There's a variant version of Severide that's got a bunch of babies with a bunch of different women that he slept with. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like a real life Nick Cannon. <laughs> There's a variant Kelly Severide running around out there somewhere with that's a man a bun. Life. That's like a <laughs> version of Nick Cannon, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, other variant versions of our One Chicago people. There's probably, like, a variant version of Brett running around that's, like, a badass bitch. Oh, man. Welcome to Marvel Talk at Molly's. Uh. But, hey, honestly, though, I will say, when they're having this talk, like, obviously, one of the first things, I was like, oh, well, that hurts, because, obviously, Shay ends up dying, you mm-hmm. know, basically a year later, later. But I was like, oh, man, this actually hurts a little bit harder now, too, because, obviously, Severide is in jeopardy. And I was like, damn. I was like, this hurts more than I think it's supposed to. But, oh, like, my God. Damn. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, so, um, yeah, so she reminds him, like, hey, we've got an appointment tomorrow. And he's like, dude, I'll be there. I'll be there. Could you imagine if Shay and Severine had had a baby together? They would have been the best parents. Mm-hmm. The best parents. Still hope for Severide. There is still hope for Severide. Shay would have been, like, the super fun mom. Like, yeah. 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 I could see like Shay and Severide being like the fun uncle and aunt. Like what everybody refers to Maya Rudolph as like the fun. She's like the fun aunt of America. Like that would be Shay, but she'd well, be a fun I, mom. But they were also, they got the chance. They were named godparents and we've literally never brought it up again. I know. Severide is godparent to Kenny and we've literally never brought it up. Did, have we already discussed who we think will be godparents of Chloe's baby? Yes, it's definitely Severide and Brett. Okay, I could see that. Because Severide was the best man mm-hmm. at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, if we're picking a godmother, it's going to be Brett. Or Stella. Dogs. Oh. No, I don't think it's going to be Stella. How full circle Brett. would that be if it was Severide and Stella? Like, the you know, Kenny was born, it was Severide and Shay, and now it's like Severide and Stella. I, I don't know. I don't think it'd be Stella. I think it'd be Brett. Mm-hmm yeah so back at no we already talked about the firehouse okay so yeah so he's like dude i'll be there great okay so gabby otis and herman are working on trying to collect items that they can raffle off to raise money and this is where we get our first reference to zoya oh jesus yeah this is like as soon as zoya starts she can go collect all this stuff and they're like wait what (laughs) um yeah so if you don't remember zoya is otis's cousin 
she's gonna start working at molly's and the like the the eye choreography from monica raymond in this episode is like exquisite because she'll like take a sip of something and then he'll say something about zoya and you just see her eyes like roll <laughs> so good and he's like yeah i told you about that and they're just like no you didn't you didn't he's like it was in the email you should have read the email which is like such an otis thing because otis always put shit in the emails that nobody was ever gonna read obviously oh my god but that's the thing that cruz picked up too because remember uh with uh baba yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's cruz what i'm saying like, I- otis otis always says oh yeah it's in the email blah, 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 blah. I, I texted it to you and everyone's like no you didn't and he's like yeah i did <laughs> oh otis deserved better too mm-hmm. he's partying in chicago heaven Oh man, Noah's like this close. Noah's like one episode away from 801. And I'm like, you're, I don't want to tell him, but like, he's not ready. Oh man, I saw, yeah, I saw your tweet the other day. Oh, and poor Noah. Poor he's Noah. He's not ready. He's, he's gonna be mad. Ready. Well, he was, he was not happy because I accidentally spoiled to him that Dawson like wasn't coming back, wasn't coming back. Obviously he knew she left and obviously went to Puerto Rico, but yeah he was not happy about that that i spoiled that for him so about that noah um i was like whoops my bad are you gonna tell him the story after 801 about how we were up there for filming and we were the only ones who spotted the statue yeah if i if he asked me about it but we'll see that was so like that was my favorite is also us sending our text messages to derek derek wanted to know what we thought we're like here this is why this is how we reacted you want to know that kills me is when we were in the uber going from intelligence we were going from or we were going from (laughs) intelligence intelligence we were going from the pd's filming location to the firehouse and we split an uber with like maybe four of our one chicago friends who are wonderful Uh listeners we love all of you you know who you are um and everybody was talking about the premiere and throwing around theories and (laughs) brian and i had to sit there in silence oh man oh man i felt so bad i was like oh i like i wish we could say something but we can't such torture jesus it it was torture yeah and then that same con talking to Leroyce and him being like he was like telling us something that was coming and he was like yeah like stay tuned atwater might get a romance and we were like dude we've seen the first two episodes and we love rojas and he was like what (laughs) yeah daniel was the same way and daniel's like what and we were like oh and he was we were like screeners he was like oh (laughs) oh my god i miss chicago so much we do can we go back we now do. oh i wish Let's just like end recording and go to the airport and just like meet at o'hare o'hare not midway not midway because that's where jay was abducted from <laughs> one day we need to fly into midway just so we can take a picture and be like this is where jay was abducted okay bye <laughs> we're watching our back for keys we're scared <laughs> oh my god exactly yeah yeah so circling back <laughs> back we're a little delirious sorry about that guys oh um, episodes just bring up a lot of things we have they, to say i just bring up a lot of memories yeah just all good all good so casey and intelligence which is only like three people at this point yeah i kind of forgot intelligence was literally only three people but three. okay just just yeah void antonio and jules just the brain trust okay all right um, they go back to the clinic and they meet with Severide and Bowden. What I did love is when Bowden got the call and Severide was like, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll be right there. And I was like, yes, yes, you will. Bros. 
for life. Forever and always. Yes, forever and always. That's a sort of a Loki reference after today. Well, today, Wednesday. Um, we've got a lot of Marvel feelings, okay? <laughs> so, um, there's no security video in the clinic and it doesn't look like it was a break-in. Um, the patient prescription records was the ignition point. And Casey's like, well, there was something, like Hallie noticed something really weird the other day. And that's kind of that. And so Jules is like, okay, well, the clinic director also directs another clinic. So let's look into that. So while that's happening, 51, or it's really just squad, they get called to a civilian. No, it's all a 51. Is it? Yeah, because Herman helps pull the girl out of the, yeah, it's all a 51. Okay, so they get called to a rescue, which is like one of the OG rescues that makes me just like slam my hands and go, how? <laughs> yeah, I know. How? And like, nobody wanted to be like, how did you get down here? You want to know what I want to know? How does she call 911? The, the, the construction guy called 911 because he heard okay. the scream. Okay. I was going to say, cause like, there's no way she's like reaching for her phone, like calling 911 in the sewer. How did she get down there? I mean, clearly the manhole cover and she went down the same way they went down, but why was she down there? How? Why? Also, aren't Severide and Bowden like diving around in sewage? Yes. They should probably get like a tetanus shot or like three? Probably. Probably? Probably. Weird. Just a weird call. Weird, but iconic. Like as soon as it happened, I was like, oh yeah, I was like, duh. Like- I didn't remember necessarily that it was this episode, but I was like, oh yeah, duh. Like Bowden gets in and yada, yada, yada. I was like, great. Awesome. Severide's just practically like cannonball. Like, yeah. But of course, like her feet are getting like sucked into some dream. And of course, Severide is like, hey, let me just like dive down with absolutely no gear and a chance that I might get sucked in too and just like clear stuff out of the way because I'm Severide and I'm indestructible. I also love seeing, I always love when Bowden gets in on the rescues and the mm-hmm. fact that it was just like just Severide and Bowden to start out with, like, I, mwah, chef's kiss. That's one of my favorite things about Bowden is that he's never afraid to get his hands dirty. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, he is like someone who's stuck with a lot of paperwork, but he also always still loves the job and that is clear because he's willing to step in when. He, he always needs- knows exactly when he needs to get involved. Yeah. yeah, which I love. So do you think he takes the promotion or not? I don't know. I kind of blocked it out of my memory (laughs) as a uh, potential cliffhanger. I hope not. It makes a lot of sense for him to, though. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. But I really, I mean, I just, I'm so resistant to change. I know. That, like, I don't like, I I don't want it. I don't want it. I mean, I want it for him because I think that would be great for Bowden as a character, mm-hmm. but I don't want it because I'm like, but Eamon. But then my other question about that is like, well, I, I imagine they would figure out a way to make Eamon stick around, but I then my question is, okay, well, does Casey just become chief or does Casey become battalion chief? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just and makes does so he even sense. want that? And does he even want that? I'm not ready for another couple of episodes of like Casey transitioning because the transition from lieutenant to captain was rough. Yeah, that was not a good transition. That was not a fun cluster of episodes. Yeah, yeah. But it all, it, like you said, it makes sense. And then because obviously we get Stella as lieutenant, mm-hmm. it makes sense. But yep, I don't know. Uh-huh. Makes a lot of Things sense. Things I want to continue to block out of my head for just a little bit longer. 
you know what'll probably end up happening is like they'll probably find a way like i could see Bowden taking the promotion and then being like this isn't for me and so they come up with a way for like casey and Bowden like co-chief well could oh no i guess because then casey would still need to be over a you know a truck some more so it's like casey could technically be chief and couldn't Bowden still be battalion chief but then so. casey would still need something to you know be over like, he can't just be chief and, like, still have Stella be lieutenant on truck. Well, no, I think he would still be over, he'd still be over 51. I just think, because um, it's like, if you think of it like an umbrella, I think Bowden would be over, like, multiple firehouses, not just 51. There's, like, 51, like, 26. and other Right, but there's not a chief under Bowden now. No. At 51. He's chief and battalion chief. okay i see what you're saying but i don't know if that's right i don't know if it's right either (laughs) it's moments like these that i'm really thankful that you speak fluent gina (laughs) i got what you said but i don't think that's right yeah yeah brina speaks fluent gina thank god (laughs) heck yeah every time i send you something that's like ridiculous i'm like i'm so sorry that you have to deal with me but it's been five years. I'm not getting rid of you now. Holy crap. I know. Five, that's crazy. We've September 1st will be four. Four years of the podcast. Yeah. That's bananas. I know. Crazy. I know. Yeah. So that insane rescue happens. Circling back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Antonio and Jules, they go to talk to the clinic director and he's like, oh, I don't know. I've never heard anything. <laughs> And Antonio is like, listen, bitch. <laughs> he's, he even says, he's like, if the clinic was a pill mill and Hallie found out, like, now is the time to tell me. I love how he got so serious. He, like, moves the pencil cups to, like, make a point so he can, like, have a clear direct line. And I'm like, dude, you didn't need to, whatever. I'm like, but I love it. He's like, moves it. And then when the guy, like, admits whatever, all the stuff, and then Antonio moves the pencil cups back, he's like, see, that wasn't that hard. That's how you know Antonio means business. Ooh, he moved the state for your fuck. <laughs> oh, this episode made me miss him. I know. I, I miss Antonio pre-justice. They did him so dirty. They really, they really did. Justice for John Cena. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, they did him so dirty. You know what so else dirty. bugs me that I wish we had gotten to see was we, they just glossed over, and we probably talked about this before, when Jules died, they just like glossed over it. They were like, Jules died, moving on. Yeah, it was like the obviously the big moment for like the first two episodes, you know, because it was like a double episode or whatever. And then mm-hmm. it was like, okay, yeah, who's Jules? I was like, okay. Like there was a good piece of time there where Antonio on his like his gun holster, he had Jules's initials like written into them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason I know that is John Seda had posted like behind the scene shot one time and like everybody picked up on it. But what well, like, I think the last time they ever mentioned her was when, oh, what's her, um, what was her name that comes in at like the end of season one? Sumner. Yeah, Sumner. And she finds the picture of Jules in the desk. Mm-hmm. And Antonio's like, no, like, you can't, you know, keep that or whatever. And, like, I think that's literally the last time we've ever mentioned Jules. No, you're right. You're right. crazy. I I think we saw Alec, like, once when they were trying to promote med. 
And yeah, maybe one. Just maybe. the Wilhite family got completely erased. You know what? I have something. Okay. While we're talking about this, let's just bring it up. We're going on all these tangents. Something that I was really thinking about in this episode is I wonder what makes a network or makes showrunners or whatever, like switch like gears and go obviously, because they were obviously planning jewels. I would assume to be a big part of the PD pilot, you know, or the PD spinoff. Mm-hmm. Obviously they had Scott Eastwood and they had Tanya Raymond, but we really don't see, I mean, we see a lot of jewels in this episode, but like, we don't see a lot of Tanya Raymond. We don't see a lot of Scott Eastwood. So what makes them watch this episode and be like, Oh, that's not working for us. That's a good question. The other question I have, or well, not even question. I'm looking something up right now because Melissa Sage Miller. Oh no. You know who I'm thinking of? Never mind. I'm thinking of Lori Holden. Um, Lori Holden is the one who she landed a role on the Americans, which had me wondering, like, is that why, you know, she left? And I confused Melissa Sage Miller. Hang on. Sorry. Um, Melissa Sage Miller is the one who played Jules. Jules. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking up her credits right now to see if she landed something in like 2014. I remember that one time Melissa had made like a comment on Instagram about mm-hmm. like, you know, thanking Sophia for like standing up for the cat, you know, or whatever that was. Yeah. Um, so I don't think she enjoyed her time on PD. Um, I just, I don't know. You know what I'm saying though? Like I was just something I was thinking a lot about as I was watching this episode. I was like, hmm, I wonder what made them watch this episode and be like, hmm, Scott Eastwood isn't working for us. Cause like we barely saw him. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, it's like, oh, well, I mean, obviously I'm grateful that we still have LaRoyce, but like LaRoyce is barely in this episode. And it's like, what about him? They were like good with. So I'm looking at her IMDb right now, and this is pure speculation, but um, her last credits are from 2014. And she had mentioned really? in that Instagram post. Yeah. Um, she had mentioned in that Instagram post that she was a nursing mom at the time. Uh Pure speculation. I wonder if she like had the baby and then stopped acting, which if she did, Maybe. good for her. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I don't know. It's just like I said, these were just things that I would like going through my head. Like, I wonder why this went this way. Cause obviously Jules was a big part of this, but then gets killed off in the pilot. Was that always the plan? Is that something that happened after this episode happened? I don't know, just things that I was starting to think about. That's ice cold if she wanted out and the writers were like, well, just stick around so we can kill you. Yeah. That's ice cold. I don't know. Like I said, it was just things I've been thinking about. I was thinking about as I was watching this. Mm-hmm. No, same, same. I definitely was wondering that too. I was like, what happened that they would want to kill her in such like a messed up way? Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was Lori Holden I was thinking of who was the one who operated on Severide and the med backdoor yes. pilot. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Americans is also a great show, BT dubs, but beside the point. Uh, okay. Back to the outline. So yeah, I mean, it's a question. I mean, Hallie died a horrible death and Jules died a pretty horrible death too. Mm-hmm. Have we even ranked Jules's death on the scale of like Hallie to Nadia? No. I mean, she took a bullet I think to the, the problem, I think the problem with Jules's death is that you literally only knew her for like an episode. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I mean, yeah, it's pretty brutal, but, like, it doesn't hit as hard. Mm-hmm. Like, because obviously with Nadia and even Hallie, like, you got to spend time with them. You knew those characters. You, I mean, maybe not Hallie, but, like, you love those characters, you know. Yeah. Jules, it's not the same. No, no. Just the the knock and then the bullet to the neck, like. Yeah. I hope it was fast. 
Yeah. So she didn't stop her? I don't know. Antonio's grieving Jules' death is what makes that death honestly hit harder, I think. But that's that's my thing is that we barely see it. Right. Mm-hmm. I wish we had spent a little more time on that because, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to give you the impression that, like, those two are two peas in a pod. They're besties. Well, and I feel like, too, they kind of imply a lot that Jules dying on the job has affected Antonio and affected the way Antonio does his job, but we didn't actually see it. No. So, no. like, they imply it. And they're like, oh, yeah, this had a really big effect on him, but, like, we don't see it. Right. Right. It's crazy. Anyway. So... And the the clinic guy he admits there was a guy named Jubal Bartlett just kind of taking an FBI character and a West Wing character and smushing them <laughs> together. Um, he came in with his girlfriend who had broken her jaw. They reported it to the police, but he didn't take it kindly and he made threats. So they're just like, yeah, this 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 Jubal Bartlett guy, not related to what's his face, the the president. Uh, I miss the West Wing too. I miss all my shows. <laughs> anyway, so back at the firehouse, Otis brings Zoya by to meet Gabby and Herman, and she speaks no English. None. None. And Otis thinks she said something about a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. It's so funny. This is where like the eye choreography from Monica is just perfect. It's so good. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. Right, to take it from here. Okay. So back at the district, we you know go back to intelligence and they're talking everything out um apparently they can't find anything on this jubal guy that the clinic director mentioned and so Voight starts asking casey some questions and we get this very tense scene did she ever mention anyone that she felt uncomfortable around was afraid of yeah you Lieutenant, I am sympathetic to what you're going through. I don't believe that for a second. Fine. Don't. But I've allowed you to be here as a courtesy. Courtesy? From you? I don't need it. I want you to find out who killed my girl! Whoa, 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 whoa. Ooh, burn! Oh, this one's so, this is so good. It is so good. It's so good. I think Voight was in the right in this moment. However, the, the, like, Casey's little digs were quality. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I definitely think Voight was right to, like, ask Casey the questions that he asked him. I don't think he was asking him anything out of line or anything like that. No. But, like, I also think Casey is right, too, because to think that, like, everything that Voight did to Casey is just already, you know, forgiven. I know Voight makes that apology and Molly's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, like, it doesn't really do anything. You know, that's not enough. Right. And so to think that Casey's just going to forget the fact that he, like, tried to kill him and Hallie and, you know, like, all these things. And it's, like, really? Like. Right. It's just, just it's not just going to be forgotten. Oh, so get this while we're tangenting tonight. <laughs> so. I started watching BoJack Horseman because I'm just uh-huh. like, I'm binging like a fiend this year. I'm just going insane. So I started watching BoJack Horseman and I'm watching an episode the other day and in the end credits, it's like guest starring and it lists all the names and Jason Begay is right there. So I go back through this episode. I'm like, where the hell was he? Like, why couldn't I spot him? What is happening? Apparently Jason had a recurring role in season two of BoJack Horseman. Did not know that. I know. He's like, this, there's a, this random jogger guy who, like, if you watch the show, you would understand all of it. But there's this random jogger guy, and apparently he pops up multiple times throughout the season. But, like, the show is, like, stacked in terms of celebrity. So there are episodes where it's, like, guest starring, and then it's, like, John Krasinski. And I'm like, where the fuck was he? I didn't hear a word. 
it's crazy it's but apparently jason recurs in season two of bojack horseman i mean to tell the group chat i just haven't gotten around to it the things you know the, yeah just the more you know like insert gif yeah so anyway sorry and, carry on okay so but yeah Voight definitely was not out of line to ask him these questions but mm-hmm. casey was also not out of line either anyway so it's who takes um casey outside and it's like you gotta chill and Antonio's like, I've got my envoy. Like, you got to go back to the firehouse. Like, cool down. And Casey's like, yeah, I don't want to. And Antonio's like, no, go. And he's like, Too fine. He's like, fine. <laughs> so we're back at 51. Severide and Cher going over, like, what would happen to the baby? You know, if, you know, anything were to happen to them. They decide Dawson would take it if it, something both happened to them, which, like, definitely the right, right choice. That makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. And Shay says, you know, like part of her feels bad because she's so excited, you know, while about this potential life change, but Casey's obviously grieving. And of course, before Severide can respond, like Shay gets called away, you know, she and Dawson go to this gunshot victim. Well, they go tend to their gunshot victim and we find Atwater applying pressure, which like, hi, Atwater. Sweet baby Kevin. So literally such a baby. I mean, such a, such baby. a baby. Like pinch those cheeks. You're so cute, level baby. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that, Kevin. <laughs> such a cute baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, and of course, the victim though is gone by the time Shay and Gabby get to her. And so Shay notices though that the victim's badge, and mentions to Gabby that she was a nurse with at the clinic, the same clinic that Hallie was. So it's like, oh shit, this just took a turn. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so literally Jules, Antonio, and Voight roll up on the scene and Gabby and Shay are outside and Voight walks by Gabby and he's just like, boo. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? It makes me laugh every time. I totally forgot about it. And when he did it, I was laughing my ass off. I, it's so bizarre. It's just like, boo. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I want to isolate that just to use it as a soundbite at some point in the pod. Like, just maybe when around Halloween, just boo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad that it's good. It's so weird. It's so weird. Anyway. They still don't know how this nurse is connected, but Jules gets a call saying that this Jubal guy that they had been, you know, turned on to has been locked up in Virginia Beach on a possession charge for the last four days. So clearly it wasn't him. And Voight's like, I want the clinic and director in the hot seat. Um, and Antonio, this is the kind of, the, again, the first comings of the Antonio Voight, you know, right side, wrong side of policing stuff because we get you know Antonio saying you know this ain't the gang units Voight like Sarge we can't do any everything with a battering ram and Voight's just like the hell I can't it's like oh, describe shit. Voight in one scene yeah pretty much from the boo to this right like Voight in one scene um anyway so Severide and Shay go to our appointment, and of course she's nervous as hell. But Severide's like, "It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine." What about the the rub my belly for good luck? It's so cute. They deserved so much better. So much better though. Um. So meanwhile, we're back at Molly's. Otis, Gabby, and Herman are getting ready for the opening and hanging sports team flags, and we get like a little meta Chicago Fire reference in here, which I love because Herman's like. 
you know, they're talking about like which baseball banner they should hang up. And like, we can't do that because we obviously don't want to alienate anyone. And Herman's like, we got to go to the teams that we, that we can all agree on the bears, the bulls, the Blackhawks. And Match is like, and the fire. And Herman's like, who? And Match is like the soccer team, Chicago fire. And it's just, it's so good. I remember seeing this moment for the first time. And we all know I speak fluent MLS, MLS being major league soccer, the league that Chicago fire are in. I speak fluent MLS. I support my local team, even though they absolutely suck right now, but that's beside the point. When was the last time you went to a FC Dallas game, Gina? Um, let's see my best friend's birthday two years ago. I was going to say, it's been like two years. I was up there a couple of months ago for, for the uh, funeral. Yeah. The for memorial, memorial. Right? yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're all family. We've all known each other for a million years. I was up there a couple of months ago and the stadium was completely different, but I haven't been up there since. I was uh, going to say, I didn't think you could, um, I didn't think you had been in a little bit. No, it's been a while. I, I watch on TV now. It's just, but also we're really, really bad. So what happens is that um, we usually go down by like two goals real early in the first half. And I'm like, nah, just, you know, I'm good. Nah. Um, It's funny too, because my, my hometown team and the Chicago fire back in the day, they were historical rivals, like big historical rivals. Um, It's faded by the wayside now, just because like nobody even remembers what it was about. I mean, old timers do, but uh, they used to be rivals. So I I definitely had like a total meta moment. The minute that like, I have this ability to like perk up anytime I hear something like soccer related, like my ears just go ding. Um, Anytime it happens, anytime somebody says something soccer related, I'm just like the radar goes off. And so the minute Mouch was like, oh, and the, and the fire, I was just like, oh, spidey senses, like what's happening. Um, and they mentioned the Chicago fire, which I appreciated you guys. Funny, funny, funny note here, Chicago fire, the soccer team, they had to change their name because of the show. Mm-hmm. They had to change their names. They are now Chicago Fire FC. Yep. The FC stands for football club. It's like the most common question that we all get because, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a Euro thing? It is a Euro thing. A lot of MLS teams modeled themselves after European teams at inception to appeal to other people. So um, the DC team is DC United after Manchester United. Yep. And uh, Salt Lake City, their team is called Real Salt Lake, like Real Madrid. Um, and ever since then, they've gotten highly unoriginal. And every single new team that's come in, they're just like, let's just throw an FC on it. So, Mm-mm-mm. yeah. Toronto FC, Atlanta United. Yeah. Um, Seattle has its own name. So does Portland, but we don't talk about them. Um, Austin has a team now, and it's Austin FC. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey owns them, or part yeah, owns them. Yeah, I knew that. I can't hate them though. Like they're rivals technically, but also I'm like, I love McConaughey. And we like technically had drinks on the same patio with him as the, we were on a patio having drinks at the same time that he was on the same patio having drinks. You just made that way. So way too complicated, but yes. But yes, I I can't hate him. I can't. We were in the same place with him at the same time. We were in the same place at the same time. Another example of Brian is speaking fluent Gina. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, what a night. What a That night. has been your soccer chat for this week. <laughs> FC Dallas really sucks and I don't know how the Chicago Fire are doing, but they had to change their name because of the show, which is funny. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Gabby gets a call from Mills who's like, hey, come meet me at this coffee shop. So she goes and he's like, 
I've, you know, I've been waiting for this anger basically to go away and it's not, but like, I'm not mad at you. I just like wish you had told me right away. And he ends up breaking up with her and just listen to, listen to how this goes. I think I need some time. Look, I respect you too much to have you twisting in the wind, wondering where my head's at. I knew this was a possibility if I told you. I still love you. I do. But this whole thing, this... I guess it's just a little deeper than I thought. He has every right to be mad at her, frankly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. some life-altering fucked up shit. But I do agree. I mean, like, I understand his point, too. He's like, it's not necessarily that I'm mad at you. I'm mad at the situation. And I just wish you had been honest about it with me. And I don't that, think that's wrong. I, that's not wrong at all. That The lack of honesty is a 100% deal breaker. I'm sorry. I am team Mills on this one. Well, and the thing that I think is so interesting, though, is that, like, they're having this, like, and she's so heartbroken about it. And, you know, obviously, they're having this whole conversation. And then literally the next episode when they're stuck in the jail mm-hmm. and he's like... They're basically, you know, like, I don't remember the exact conversation, but it's basically like, tell me you're not in love with Casey. And she's like, I can't. So like, we went from this to that next episode. It's like, what the fuck? Like, okay. Severide, or not Severide, I'm sorry. I don't even, I was looking at the outline and it said Severide. Um, Mills, I feel like Mills knew they weren't meant to be. Yeah. But it also doesn't quite make sense given the way he left in season three. Wait, say that again? So I, I think Mills knew from the get-go, he's like, we're not meant to be. Like, we're just not. But yeah. it, it, it also doesn't make sense given the way he left in season three because he was like, if you're ever in Wilmington, call me. And then he kissed her. Yeah. I mean, even at this, he says, he's like, I still love you. I do. But like the whole thing is just, you know, a little deeper than I thought. It's like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. But anyway. So the prince came back on the Magnum and the guy there for this guy who goes by the name of CJ. Very vague. <laughs> so of course, this guy has an extensive sheet for dealing, including Oxy, because of course he does. And Boyd says he'll go round him up, which is like, that's a little weird. <laughs> and he goes to see his guy, Maurice, who we are very familiar with now that we've seen season one of PD. <laughs> but um CJ is Maurice's nephew, and according to Maurice, he was buying some prescriptions from some guy who was working with a nurse and the guy who runs the clinic. Um, and CJ also apparently told this guy that he was working with that Voight gave him and Maurice protection, so it's like CJ kind of fucked things up a little bit, but whatever. And of course, Antonio is super uh, sketchy about Voight and Voight's intentions, so he had to follow him. And it's like, oh, this partnership was never going to work out from the beginning. But anyway, so we're back at 51. Shay's like rattling on about baby stuff to Gabby. And like I said earlier, Gabby is not even listening to Shay because she's still so upset about Mills breaking up with her. She even says it herself in that scene with Mills. She's like, I knew, you know, this is a possibility if I told you. So. If she had told him up front, I don't think he would have broken up with her. 
I don't either. He would have been mad. He probably would have been angry still. I mean, he, at the oh, situation, but not yeah. at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would have appreciated her honesty. Mm-hmm. But then we go over to Casey's quarters and he's sitting at his desk at the firehouse and he just pulls out a picture of Hallie. And of course he's sad. He's staring at it and Sev interrupts him and throws up the bat signal, which I love. I'm, Oh, we get a cigar chat and I just, it makes me so happy. I love that the bat signal is totally nonverbal. Yeah. He's just like, (laughs) it's so good. And so they're outside, you know, smoking cigars, yada, yada, yada. And I love this. I love this moment. And Severide says he's like, you know, when Andy died, I found myself needing to be around people acting normal just to get my frame of reference back and pull myself out of the hole I was in. He's like, so whenever you want to grab a smoke or hit golf balls or whatever, it's just like my Sebacey heart. E-F-F-L. I love them <laughs> so much. Uh, but Bowden, of course, interrupts the Sebacey bonding moment to tell Casey that Antonio and Jules are here to see him. And they end up actually using Casey to help them play the director of the clinic. And he, of course, agrees. Very willingly, this go around. Like, when they do it now, they're very, like, hesitant. But in this one, they were like, we're going to use you as bait. And that was, like, cool. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So... CPD, while we're, we're down at the clinic, you know, trying to get this everything going, CPD is sitting outside waiting for Casey to go in. And while they're sitting outside, Prince came back from the nurse's apartment. They get Timothy Campbell, who they come back to Timothy Campbell, who, of course, has this long ass rap sheet because, of course, he does. So Casey goes into the clinic and, of course, is told the director is in a meeting when in case he's like i'll wait and basically all of a sudden as soon as he says that gunshots go off and it's like oh fuck so casey sees a man with a gun leave the director's office and makes the decision to go after him not to help the gunshot victim but to go after him. he goes into the office sees that it's the director and he like hesitates for a second and decides to go after the guy with the gun instead meh like <laughs> Whatever. You can die. It's fine. You killed my girlfriend. It's fine. (laughs) Basically. Antonio piggybacks that too. Antonio like looks in the office and he's like, meh, whatever. Yeah. So Casey ends up straight up tackling the guy outside. Um, They fight for a little bit. Uh, Campbell gets away. Casey continues after him with Antonio following Casey. Um. They end up going through, it's this like big chasing, you know, everyone gets involved, cars, yada, yada, yada. They end up on the train. Um, Campbell, even at one point, has Casey held at gunpoint, but Voight ends up coming around the corner and shoots him because Campbell sees Voight and is like, oh, you're Voight, aren't you? And before Campbell can say anything, Voight shoots him. Yeah, Yeah, that's a lot. So later that night, Severide and Shay are going over more baby stuff. And he's like, just let's forget about it for one night and like go enjoy Molly's opening night. And so she agrees. They go to Molly's and over at Molly's, Zoya had had that confusion earlier about how Otis thought she was going to bring a monkey to opening night. But it wasn't a monkey. It was the freaking Stanley Cup. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I guess 
chimpanzee and hockey championship are actually just like one vowel off and i like it's like what the fuck Otis? oh my god um when i watched the americans it made me want to start learning russian that shit is hard yeah hard i didn't get very far um so but then we cut to voight pulling up in this parking garage and he gets into the car with a woman and he hands this woman who we then find out is Gratishar $5,000 and tells her he got it from Maurice and that it's all in the part and all in the report. And she's like, this is a good start. Just keep putting yourself out there as dirty and who knows what fish will catch in the net, right? And we're like, oh, shit. It's like, it's super confusing. So he's like dirty, but he's not dirty. He has to act dirty, but he's actually good ish yeah but it sets up obviously all of season one of pd um Mm -hmm. and part of season two but it ends up setting and you're like oh shit like Boyd's Mm -hmm. dirty but he's not dirty but he's dirty but he is kind of dirty yeah yeah anyway so the episode ends um turns out of course molly's is packed at opening night for hallie's benefit we see gabby's like miserable and staring at peter from across the bar because of course she is and then casey shows up and makes this sweet toast to ha- about hallie and it's just a good kind of heartfelt ending mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, am i a yeah. terrible person that i don't feel bad for gabby at all no i just don't i'm like you should have told him what i think you know, I mean, like, I'm not saying she doesn't care. She didn't care about Mills because I think obviously she did. Mm-hmm. But like even Mills points out in the next episode when he asked her, like, yeah, we can get back together basically if you tell me you're not in love with Casey. Like, she was in love with Casey. That's not what she wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, she wanted Mills. Obviously, she liked Mills. But, like, she wanted Casey. She was so upset about the breakup, though. Yeah. I was like saying, I'm not saying she didn't love Mills mm-hmm. or anything like that. Cause I definitely think she cared about him, but she, her heart, she knew she was meant to be with Casey. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. yeah. And Casey's toast at the end when it was like, with that moment when he was like, the minute I realized she knew what icing was, like, I knew I had a keeper. I was like, oh God. I don't even, I like, I didn't even ship them or anything, but like, God, the Hallie death hurts. It did hurt. It did hurt. It hurts. A lot of people deserved better in this episode. Just a lot of people in one Chicago in general deserved better. Yeah. 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 That could be a whole episode and a half. One Chicago characters who deserve better. Yeah. 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 So that's about it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so f- from this episode the only people we keep <laughs> in the end are Voight, Antonio, and Atwater. Yep. Yep. I'm glad we kept Atwater, though. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder, because he's only in, like, one scene. I wonder what made them keep... I mean, I'm glad. I'm not complaining, but... Right. You know, it's just one of those things that I was really thinking about this time. I'm like, oh. And, like, was there was there originally supposed to be two sets of beat cops? I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. I really forgot that Scott Eastwood and Tanya Raymond were not in intelligence Mm -hmm. because I just kind of assumed, oh yeah, Atwater was still the beat cop and like they were in intelligence, but they're not. And intelligence was only three people. (laughs) And intelligence was only three people. Okay, bye. Void and two partners. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that works. No. I mean, I guess technically he was still building the intelligence unit. Mm Mm-hmm. 
obviously because he had just gotten out of jail and you know was now in charge of running it but still mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's not a bad backdoor pilot no it's not it, it you- satisfies the requirement of being a backdoor pilot okay now that we've seen this one and meds which one do you like better Ooh, oh oh god okay um, i mean they're both hard and i don't necessarily li- you know what i mean though i got a hot take here i gotta go with med i just, think i kind of like meds better too it's more action-packed um and it kept you invested because of what was going on with severide yeah 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 i yeah i like that one a lot better too i typically don't like backdoor pilots like i typically if i'm watching the show and i'm like oh it has a backdoor pilot like skip like i don't care like I don't really like backdoor pilots often, but I mean, Petey, like this one's not even a bad one either. Um, but I typically, I'll, I'm more inclined to go rewatch meds than I am Petey's. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a better intro to the characters and the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes you pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. So any other notes on this episode? Mm, no good one scott eastwood we could have had i know think about it though if we had had patty and LaRoyce and jesse and scott we wouldn't have gotten all of them though but like we could have we could have it would have been amazing but if not having scott means that you know if we couldn't have all four of them and it was a choice between scott or jesse and patty i'm glad that we got the latter yeah, yeah, I'm obviously happy with what we got. I'm very happy with what we got and the way that PD ended up. But it is just, you know, it's a what if. It is a what if. It's a what if, yeah. It's, a, it's an alternate version of the timeline. Exactly. That's going to be my new excuse for everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Why didn't this get done? Variant, Gina. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The TVA no longer exists. That's, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love Miss Minutes, though. She could, like, follow me around and make little announcements. She's cute. That would be fun. That would be fun. (laughs) Yeah, so. Could Miss Minutes be, like, the alarm bell at 51? Like, that would be... Oh, my God. That would be hysterical. most perfect Marvel Chicago crossover ever. Oh, my God. Not that I want to see Platt replaced, obviously, but Miss Minutes behind the desk. I love Miss Minutes. That would be so funny. I know Halloween is like three months away, but I already want to do like a Marvel costume. Yes. I kind of want to be Wanda. That would be so cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be awesome. Would be awesome. I don't think Charlie would do a Marvel costume with me, but I could just do one by myself. Yeah, no. Yeah. Who needs Charlie? <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, we're like very ranty tonight. I love it though. I don't even, yeah, my brain's just all over the place. These episodes are fun when we get all ranty and tangent-y. So yeah, um, you guys know where to find us. Meet us in Molly's everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. That. Um, <laughs> that. <laughs> that. Uh, we have a Patreon page if you would like to support the pod, which we would so appreciate, um, check out our Patreon page and you can decide which tier is perfect for you. We have a tea public store, which is awesome. Uh, you should check that out as well. They always have sales going on, um, that are pretty fun and that's cool. And follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Gina watches TV, Bryna. 
I am at Brina K13. If you like the pod, which we really, really hope you do, because you've made it to the end of this episode where we ranted like 50 million times, you could please take a moment to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Oh, we would so greatly appreciate that. We have no idea what we're covering next week. No. No. Not no. yet. Not yet. Um, do we want to put out the call for Berzik voice memos? Why not? Go for right. it. Yeah, so um, July 27th, July 28th, end of July, whatever. We are recording the Berzik episode. We've done an Upstead episode. We've done a Stellarite episode. We're doing a Berzik episode. Not only are we doing a Berzik episode, we are doing it with the ladies from the locker room, which is going to be a lot of fun. We are putting out the call for voice memos. You know the drill. Send us your voice memos. You can talk about your favorite Berzik scene. You can talk about your favorite thing about Berzik. It's just all Berzik, okay? Send us your voice memos. Send us your voice memos. You know the drill. So we will be accepting those for like a week, a week and a half. We'll put up a we'll put up some sort of deadline date on Twitter, but just keep an eye out. We are now accepting Berzik voice memos send them our way please make it rain Berzik voice memos other than that yeah we don't know what we're covering next week we'll figure it out but uh yeah in the meantime everybody have a good weekend and we will see you next week bye